Hi, it's Lisa. Welcome back to The Healing Path, a podcast created to connect our broken hearts as we journey into honest conversations about grief and loss in our daily lives. Following the deaths of two of my children, I struggled for many years to fill the holes in my heart. I felt like I tried everything, prayer, meditation, therapy, coaching, reading, journaling, waiting, you name it. Plus, I tried a few less productive approaches. And after two decades of continuing to grieve, it occurred to me that maybe I'd set the wrong target. Instead of trying to feel better by filling those painful voids, I've learned that building a life around them is a much more worthy goal. A major part of this approach is talking openly about what my grief is like instead of keeping it to myself. With this newfound permission to let all the parts of me be here, I feel more human and less like a robot on autopilot. So I created the Healing Path podcast with the hope that sharing our stories in a mutually compassionate environment will help us to stop working so hard to hide our scars from ourselves and others and start wearing them proudly as the medals of love that they are. So thank you for joining this episode of The Healing Path. Today, I'm actually doing something just a little bit differently. Um, I actually had an experience today that I wanted to talk about, but I haven't created a blog post. So I'm just going to um, speak freely a little bit and please bear with me, um, but I think, it'll, I think it'll be okay. So what I wanted to share is, so I went to yoga today and um, oh, it was so good. It was just the yoga thing is new for me. If you're not into yoga, <laughs> you know, it reminds us of that song. Um, but if you, if you, if you haven't tried yoga, I just, it's been the most incredible, um, introduction from my mind to my body that I think I've ever had. Um, I think my mind and my body have been separated for many, many decades. And so it's, it's like meditation for the body. It's a beautiful thing. Um, go at our own pace and all that good stuff. So interestingly, so before I went to yoga, I was doing some podcasting, doing some journaling. Um, actually, at the current moment, it's obviously before I'm recording this. So I've been putting together a lot of content. And one of the things that I, you know, have talked about pretty recently is this idea of, you know, dealing with your grief or it will deal with you. There's blogs, there's podcasts on this. But the idea is that we have this grief thresh threshold that, you know, if we let our grief accumulate, and we don't process it or give it its due, then it will sneak in and piggyback on the heels of something good or on the heels of something bad that has nothing to do with us think, you know, national disaster, and all of a sudden, we're weeping because because we were probably weeping about something else. Maybe not. But I've talked about this pairing before, actually. Um, and what I want to say is that I went to yoga, and um, I felt really good after the class. It was my third one in a row, so third day in a row. So I felt um, like I just wanted to do what I could, and so I was feeling all connected and yoga'd. And um, so after the class, um, there are about two dozen people there or so, and we always share our namaste um, expression at the end and set good intentions and things like that. And so we're totally in this kumbaya situation. 
And all the content that I've been working on for the last couple of days, which has been hard. Um, I really like creating content and it's very um, significant work for me, but it also takes processing time. It's, it's hard to be going through all of these things that I have left covered up for so long and work so hard to cover. So we're in our Kumbaya and I've processed all this content and I'm thinking, gosh, boy, have I, boy, have I come a long way because, um, typically another reaction I can have to putting out a lot of content is I can get, you know, excessively depressed or, um, you know, again, just acting out things in ways that are completely inappropriate because I'm not dealing with what's actually on my mind. (laughs) But in, in, in this circumstance, um, the yoga had, I felt transformed. I felt peaceful. I was back in touch with my body. I was grateful for the moves that I could, you know, do and that I had time to be there and all that good stuff. So we get up and we're all cleaning our mats. And as I walk by these two women in the back, one of them says to the other, and it could have been me she was talking to, but it wasn't. She was talking to someone else. I don't know these two folks. And she said, so we're all zened out. It's all quiet. We're all just namaste and all good stuff, butterflies and rainbows. And I walked by and she goes to the other patron, so how's your daughter doing? <laughs> I was like, son of a gun. Thank you for that. Because now I feel like I'm right back where I was. I was upset at first, just you know, enough to notice it. And when I have the time, I like to walk to yoga and walk back because it gives me a little bit of extra time, a little bit of extra steps. So as I was walking, I realized that, wow, um, that hurt, but I also felt capable of processing it. And by the time I got home, I wasn't even thinking about it. So I'm trying to just take, you know, so often, I would say one of the great things that I'm experiencing now that I'm opening my mouth after all this time is when something like that happened, like I've been in the nail salon on my daughter's birthday and had it be another daughter's birthday for the woman sitting next to me. You can't make the stuff up. It feels like it's in your face. And in the past, you know, that would send me to, you know, a box of chocolate covered pretzels or a bottle of wine or whatever, Um, you know, Netflix, not so much social media for me, digital addiction, but I would, I would have to recoil to hear that kind of a comment when I was so exposed. Now, someone says, how's your daughter? And I happen to be walking by that doesn't cut like a knife, but because I was in this very Zen, uh, centered, open, organized, um, space where my heart was, I just let it really open during the class. It really, really, really hurt. And it also hurt to hear the rest of their conversation, which was about the daughter and the family and the college and whatever it was. And God bless them. I'm happy for anyone who, you know, has a typically developing, um, world. And to be fair, who knows what these other two women have been through in their lives. So, my point is this, and thank you for bearing with me with this, all this ad lib, is I just want to offer up that hope that just when we think we are back at square one and why does this keep happening, you might be able to find a space for 
a little bit of a different interpretation, which for me today was, wow, that sucked. And wow, I'm fine. And it, <laughs> it doesn't happen overnight. I just want you to know, because I didn't know. And I always thought that, you know, I was going out into the world with all these, all this armor on because comments like, how's your daughter are being, you know, sling, people are slinging questions like that everywhere. How's the graduation party? Or, oh, did you, you know, go to the father-daughter name? Like, whatever. There's no shortage of cues that remind me that my daughter is dead. But what there is a shortage of lately, at least for the last maybe a couple of months or so, I just feel um, like there's a shortage of me falling apart over it. And I don't know if that's aggregate and compounded work that I've done, or if it's just because I'm being open, or maybe I'm just lucky. <laughs> but whatever it is, I wish it for you, because if you feel like you get these zingers when you're out in the community, um, we're not working to not get the zingers, because if we're going to go out and have a life after our loved one dies, which we really need to do, because we can't stop that from happening. And guess what? There's going to be more deaths. There's going to be more loss, more grief, more challenge. So to me, you know, my in my healing journey, my healing path, I'm not building bricks of, I hope I never hear somebody ask about someone else's daughter. The foundation I'm trying to lay is whatever I hear, I'm going to be okay. And if it's something that's just so upsetting or, you know, maybe requires an extra combo with my therapist or a friend or my spiritual uh, coach or anything like that, fine. But for the most part, Again, I'm not working to be in a space where those things don't happen. I'm just working to be able to manage them and have a good quality of life. So I hope this has been valuable. Um, I'll be back to my regular format for the next podcast, but it's super cool for me to be able to come home from you know a situation like that where, but for the podcast, I would probably be turning it on myself or I would be in some deep narrative about how hard it was or, you know, whatever it might be. And instead, and by the way, I would have had to have come home and probably jumped on, you know, back-to-back -back Zoom meetings for my former job and not been able to mentally or emotionally process any of this. And instead, I get to come home and talk about it and I get to share it. And you know what? If one other person gets a little glimmer of hope from it, I'll be so grateful. And that is exactly why I took a big risk today and just went for it. So thank you so much for your patience, for your interest and support. And until next time, let's do our best to stay present, to stay grateful and to stay healing and just to stay open to this journey. If we feel like we've already got it figured out, we're really not going to give our ourselves a chance to find out what kind of a life we can actually build around these big holes in our hearts. So yes, stay present, stay grateful, stay healing. And as always, I sincerely thank you for tuning in.